every time you eye roll, I just want to throw my shoe at you. <laughs> There's a stranger in my house, and that stranger <laughs> is an atheist. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we love you too. You're welcome in the house. <laughs> okay, anyways, Jehoshaphat is next in line, and everybody loved him. Everybody loved him! Inhale love. Exhale kindness. Inhale love. Exhale... Oh my gosh, my thigh is so tight. Jesus, I can barely breathe. Oh, I feel like a stuffed sausage. Mmm, sausage. Chicken sausage. Oh. I miss pork. Ooh. Hey, Father. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. So, what story are we doing this week? Okay, conceptual. Got it. All right. Call back later. <gasps> you guys, this week we're talking about an enemy's fear. Welcome to another episode of Bible Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. And joining me behind the wheel, of course, La Clara NYC. Hey, how are you? <laughs> what was that? Listen, uh, you hi Tangie off the intro. Clara, you are such a fake ass. Let me tell you something. This, this we were just talking about some XXX rated stuff moments ago, and you just look like a little angel. Hi. I just, I am Clara. I would never do it. Like, what? You guys, don't let her fool you. Don't let this, like, cute little, oh, I'm I'm the quiet one. I'm, now! Okay? <laughs> no, I just realized, I was watching the episodes the other day. I've, every single episode is like, hi, how are you? I'm, I'm good, and you? And switching back. So I was like, let me try something different. But then the camera just switched. I mean, I was like... Hi. The camera just switched. You control the camera. switcher. <laughs> you guys, welcome to another week. Another week with the Bible babes, guys. I am so happy to be here. I want to start off with <clears throat> such a warm and sincere thank you from the Bible babes after last week's episode aired. I already have received so, like an outpouring of support and love from the Bible babes. Uh, last week definitely meant a lot to the both of us. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, doing that on the mic is definitely not something like Clara was saying she was feeling almost like while she was recording, almost like exploitative, like, mm -hmm. should, I, should I be recording this? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, because I think that's what, that's what, um, you know, sparks that bond between, uh, who's in front of the camera and who's watching it. Hmm. And like I said, nothing will ever matter more to me than the connection that we have with the Bible babes and, mm -hmm. and um, being able to share the gospel. Uh, I mean, I know we're doing the Old Testament now, but uh, be able to talk about the word with you guys. And mm. with even people, I mean, Clara, Clara's not even a Christian mm. and she is understanding the character arcs and the, the Bible so much, so intimately. Mm. It's so dope to be able to share all of this, you guys, all of this. We've got something going on here and it really 
means the world to me. So thank you guys for that. Thank you to the new uh, Bible babes that are now new adoptees. Welcome, welcome, welcome. No, I will not tell you what high tangy is. You have to learn for yourself. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I'll tell you who does know what high tangy is, and that is all 14 of our patrons. Yay! At you know, patreon.com forward slash Bible Brianda, where we post exclusive bonus content uh, every day. Now it's been uh, because we have a Bible book club there where we're reading a, uh, a book now called uh, Letters to a Young Poet by Rainer Maria Rilke, and I'm posting narrations every day, mm-hmm. and I feel like they really like that. And we're going to discuss the book at the end of the month Zoom call. And only patrons have access to that Zoom link. If you guys want to spend an hour with me at the end of the month, I don't know, maybe become a become a patron for that. I don't know. I'm doing an hour. It's, it's no more than an hour. Maybe it'll go over. Who knows? I love my babes. Uh, I'm sure it will. Knowing it, you, it's probably going to be more oh, Darn it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, just like that Poor Minds episode, they never, that, I have the longest episode of the Poor Minds. <laughs> and I think it's because I spoke for 90% of it. <laughs> God, sorry, guys, I was manic that episode, but it was a fun time. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know, is that our Patreon plug? I guess that's the Patreon plug, guys. Go to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but we also have Clarita. We have a... I don't know what this is, a Bible listener, Bible babe gift, but I don't know. I had, did not anticipate this. Normally, everyone tells me when they're about to send something. I don't know what's in this box, guys. If you want to see me open this box, go to the YouTube channel to see it. It's a small shoebox-sized uh, package with hot pink wrapping. It looks like a shoebox, though, even the like the, the la tapa. I don't know the name in English. Okay, the, the, the cover you're saying, the cap. So yeah. thankfully, our Bible babe commander-in-chief, uh, Clara, equipped me with uh, some instruments, uh, a scissors to open this. Clara, fast forward this. Opening. Okay. Whoa, what, what? Show, show. It looks like Show a little, Okay, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. All right, so I just opened the box. It used to be a shoe box, okay. or maybe it still is. So we've got a rose. Ooh. Oh! Show okay. it here. Oh. Okay. Okay, romantic. What is the, what? I don't, I don't know what this thing is. Ooh, but I like the sounds it makes. ASMR people, love you. Uh. Oh, oh, okay. This is a shoe. It's a. This is for a. Like uh, a I think I know what it is. Is it like a pedicure kit? No, it's like to put the. Soles. Yeah, this is like the gel, but the other thing is it like como una lima or something. Oh, I guess so. Wait, these are shoes. Are they sandals? Oh, <gasps> hold on. What? Wait, hold on, you guys. What is going on? Who sent me this? I li- and how do you know my Those size? Are fire. That's probably Wheezy. Is this Wheezy's shoe? No shoe. Like she probably sent it to you. Like she's probably the the, the one that sent it. How, who else knows her your size? I don't know, but this looks like something Wheezy would buy. Um, no, girl, those shoes are not for me. Probably one of your Bible babes or something. I don't know. Anyway, Nina says hi. Yeah. But why? 
Does it have my name on it? No, what I want to know is why the rose. I just got some shoes sent and these shoes are hot fire and I will be wearing them. I don't care if they are Reese's. And I'm super glad that you have red nails on today because it just looks really cool with the shoe. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love, I don't know where this, look at that. Oh. I love this. It's cool. But whoever sent this, thank you. Thank. It, there's no name. There's no. That's why I'm like, what the, what? And the rose. The rose. Yeah, that's the most suspicious bit about it. This is the most Bible babe about it. Whoever you are, whoever you are, announce yourself in the comments. Announce yourself in the comments and or DM me. Yeah. Anyways, thank you so much, Bible babes. I love, I love this. This makes me feel really nice. And I, it's taken me a long time to receive gifts without crying or questioning my, questioning. Worth. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. used to do the same shit. Like, why? Like, I don't deserve this. Why are you giving me these right now? I think it's maturity too. It's like, I think it's some, I think it's a, the older I get, the more I'm like, no, presents are okay, Brie. You're worthy yeah. of gifts. And you make gifts all the time, so. I do like giving people gifts. Yeah, oh. very giving person. I'm a giver. You are. Okay, okay. All right, moving right along. <laughs> okay, let me put this here. Wow. Okay. And Bible babes, don't forget about our NFTs, our exclusive Bible stories with Brianda NFTs. We have uh, two new images on the OpenSea website now. Claire, you should check that. If not, we have to update that. But I know for a fact you have uh, three pieces in there in the collection and they're up for the taking. I mean, I'm gonna make the next one a little more affordable and I'm gonna make more available. So make sure to go to the QR code Clara's gonna put right over here or here. Uh, scan that with your phone. And if you can't scan it or have an Android, uh, just check the description box below and I'll also leave a link to our OpenSea. Uh, yeah, invest in your girl, invest in the brand. Um, Cause I think the price is going up next month because I'm gonna be going on even more shows guys. Yep. I can't say what show, but I'm about to be a guest on a very big, big, gigantic, enormous, humongous podcast. Actually, they were recently in the news for a very big, big, big deal, and that is all the tea that you will get out of me. I was gonna. I, I was gonna say, Brie, I'm cutting your mic in three, <laughs> two. <laughs> maybe on the Patreon. Maybe the patron patrons remind me to tell you what show I'm going on next month. <laughs> I'm so excited. Anyways, um, and then now that we have that out of the way, I think I don't know, Clara. Do you have anything to add? Anything to add to the pulpit? What would you like to say, Miss Clara? Any new revelations? Revelations. Maybe. Ooh, I cannot wait to get to Book of Revelations. When we get to Book of Revelations, that will be our last book of Bible stories. My last book of Bible stories? It's the last book in the Bible. Oh, that's the last book in the of Bible. Of the New Testament. Yeah, Revelation. Oh. And I feel like that would be this the the finale. The finale of Bible stories. I almost got nervous. Like Why? I have to take an exam after this or something. <laughs> yes, like the SATs. <laughs> 
Oh, we should do that. Like, like it's end after- of the year. Now I have to like, yes, fuck. <laughs> an exam. No, I, I, I was thinking about like what, what the last episode of this podcast will be because I'm not, like I said this before, like 10 episodes ago, I said, I'm not scared of the end. I love the ends. I, I, I think it's almost like I, I romanticize the end of things a little bit too much. But the last episode of this podcast is going to be so dope. I'm going to, I want to make sure it's alive so that like we can celebrate with all of you guys and all of, and Clara and our close intimate friends and WTF mm-hmm. Media Studios. I can't wait for that day. It probably won't be till like episode 300, 200. We got time. We got time, guys. Don't worry. But this this show will end eventually. Yeah. I just want to prepare, prepare everybody. No? Thank I you. I don't know. Some people have separation anxiety. Maybe I should stop. It's not <laughs> sad. It's a happy thing. I'll see you in 2025 when we end the show. <laughs> Anyways, now we can get into this week's story. And now, on to this week's episode, An Enemy's Fear. But first, we must recap where we left off last week, okay? So, the first thing I'm going to say is, we are way too in the thick of it. We are at season four of Game of Thrones. If you have not watched the last three episodes, I'm sorry. This is going to be real confusing, okay? You need to watch at least the last two episodes. Clara, bang, bang, these thumbnails. One of these two you got to watch in order for today's episode to make sense. But what I will say is, we today's episode we're going to discuss uh, an update on Clara, the map, please. Uh, What happens in the north, Israel, and the south, Judah. That would be Clara's chair. (laughs) Sorry. Anywho, so we're going to update you guys on where we left off in terms of uh, kingship and uh, the reign. Uh, Who's reigning what? Who dies? Who kills who? So for today, I wanted to uh, divvy up the updates. And I wanted to do it in a really organized fashion so as to not confuse us. Because like I said, we are in the thick of it now. This week, we're going to be discussing two books like last week's. We're going to be discussing First Kings and Second Chronicles. Thank you. Shout out to Clara, please. Wow, these edits already. <laughs> She's really enjoying this. Uh, Bible, uh, the Bible recap it's a podcast that's super informative and insightful and a part of my weekly studies. Uh, uh, the D group produces them. But uh, I like the the Bible study that they have in place because it pairs uh, these um, updates on the territory land, like the, the split kingdom, in really concise and uh, intentional ways. So we're going to be discussing First Kings. That's going to be our update on the north. And then we're going to discuss Second Chronicles. And that is going to be our update on Judah, the South. Understood? Cool. Uh, If you guys want to know the differences between 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles, go to last week's episode, because I will not be reviewing that again. This episode will be three hours long if I kept reviewing that information, so definitely uh, watch some episodes before to see some of our key terms, etc., etc. What I will say is, we left off in last week's episode with... King Asa dying. He ended up dying of a foot disease, y'all. And uh, by the way, King Asa was the southern, the Judah. He was the son of Abijah, remember? So Asa ends up dying of a foot disease. But before he dies, prophet Henani tells Asa, remember? He says, dude, 
what you're doing is messed up. Remember when Asa with Basha, mm. he ended up taking his uh, bar, um, blockade and using it against him? Mm -hmm. Well, the prophet Hanani went up to Asa and was like, what you're doing is wrong. How could you do this? Asa was so egotistical and offended. He was like, ugh, how dare you criticize me? You're going to jail. He ends up imprisoning the prophet, wow. remember? He and Asa was one of the best. Asa was a good was a, used to be a good king. Yeah, I remember. I said we lost him. Yeah. Um, well, we kind of we kind of always we kind of always lose everyone. Uh, I think would be useful to know for now. This is all preamble before the story. Can you believe it? Mm. Um, every king that is bad came from the north, but a lot of kings with redeemable qualities came from the south. Mm. Judah. Remember this, bad kings, north, they were always not righteous in the north. Remember when we were comparing the ones that built temples to worship other gods mm. were always in the north. The down, the down south, down south, their mess ups were bad, but they weren't that bad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They weren't doing those dishonorable things in the north. Just like JB, remember when J JB and Ray Ray both, both messed up, but even Ray Ray went to JB like, all right, dog. Chill. I know what I'm doing is bad, but what you're doing is, you want to do this in front of him. You want to do all of this in front of him? You know? So let, keep that in mind throughout today's episode. North, bad kings. South, Judah, the more decent. righteous kings. More than recent. The decent kings. <laughs> exactly. The first chunk of this episode, I'm going to be giving you tea on the goings of the North. What's going on with them? What are they doing? Who's king now? We already know it's Basha. Remember Basha, who was beefing with Asa last week's episode? Well, Basha is still king here, but like Asa in Judah, Basha receives a message from another prophet named Jehu. Jehu. Jehu? Now, <laughs> Clara? Can we? <laughs> for Clara. Yes. <laughs> Jehu is actually Prophet Hanani's son. Okay. Prophet Hanani was the same prophet that told Asa, what you're doing is bad, and then he's went to jail. His son is now advising Basha in the north. Wow. It's the synchronicity of it all. The Bible is so intentional and like all-encompassing. And Jehu tells him, hey, what you're doing is terrible. Now, Basha doesn't send Jehu to jail like Asa did, but let's hop into some scripture for context as to how the conversation went with Jehu and Basha up in Israel. We're going to go to 1 Kings chapter 16, verses 1 to 7. I may skip around. And the word of the Lord came to Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Basha, saying, Since I exalted you out of the dust and made you leader over my people Israel, and you have walked in the way of Jeroboam and have made my people Israel to sin, provoking me to anger with their sins, behold, I will utterly sweep away Basha and his house, and I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, Anyone belonging to Basha who dies in the city, the dogs shall eat. And anyone of his who dies in the field, the birds of the heavens shall eat. Skip to seven. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to... ADD, sorry, there was a weird, innocuous sound. My bad. 
Clara, cut that somehow. Uh, verse seven. Moreover, the word of the Lord came by the prophet Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Basha and his house. Be because of all the evil that he had did in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger with the work of his hands and being like the house of JB, and also because he destroyed it. All right, guys, this is a prophecy. Jehu is prophesying to Basha, saying, by the way, not only are you gonna be kaput, obliterated, but the whole house of Basha is going to be obliterated one day. That is the prophecy that prophet Jehu gives to Basha. Understood? Or at least that's the prophecy that Jehu receives from the Lord. Understood? Now, uh, like I said before, unlike his dad, Hanani, who went to jail, Jehu did not go to jail. But Basha's son, Elah, who succeeds Basha, ends up basically, basically dying in the name of his father. Um, so essentially, what I'm trying to say is, Jehu's prophecy ends up coming to pass because the entire family line of Basha ends up dying out, including the king that succeeded Basha, which was his son Elah. Mm. Basha's son Elah only ruled for two years. That is short. Yeah. That is casi nada. And you know who beat him to the punch? Oh. The person that murdered Elah. Wow. Zimri. Woo! You guys, if y'all need to play that back, rewind 15 seconds to play that back. Because Basha's son Elah dies while he's drunk by his servant Zimri. And then Zimri ends up becoming ruler of Israel. Understood? Let's pull up the map again. Sorry, Clara. I'm sorry. I'll, you're going to get the back end. All the Patreon money goes to you. <laughs> so honestly, I can't afford you. So we honestly yeah. should. So on the map that we're going to put on this side here, we now see that up north in Israel, we went from Basha being king to then receiving the prophecy from Jehu saying your whole house is going to die after you. Elah, Basha's son, succeeds him. He rules for a measly two years ends up dying, being murdered because he was too drunk by his servant, Zimri. Understood? And then Zimri murders the entire house of Basha and rules for guess how long? Any takers? Any takers? Takers. How long do you think he ruled? I don't know. How long do you think Zimri ruled? 10 years. Hmm. Girl, he didn't even rule for 10 days. Oh. Zimri ended up ruling for seven days. Uh, a week? Poor thing. My menstrual cycle. <laughs> Just kidding. Four-day period over here. Four-day period. How, how long are your periods? Um, it's changed. It used to be three days, which I was like super happy okay, with. Okay, blessed queen. I know, but it's not that anymore. I think it's like five, six days now, which Ooh. is like really annoying. Because mm. I'm used to being three days, and now it's like, what the fuck is this shit going Wow, three days. Three I days. I was blessed for a long you time. You were one of the Lord's favorites. I was then. I guess I screwed up like everyone else. You sinned. I sinned. You, you sinned, honey, but you didn't sin as bad as Zimri, okay? But actually, let's uh, dive into some uh, uh, scripture to uh, talk about how... Actually, do we need to talk about scripture? Nah, let's give him some scripture. So this describes the Elah's killing. Mm. Elah dying when he was drunk. Go. Cool. 
So we're going to hop into 1 Kings chapter 16, verses 8 through 10. Elah, the son of Basha, began to reign over Israel in Tirzah, and he reigned two years. But his servant Zimri, commander of half his chariots, conspired against him. When he was at Tirzah, drinking himself drunk in the house of Arza, who was over the household in Tirzah, Zimri came in and struck him down and killed him. So I basically just reiterated what I said. You guys, it's in the text, okay? It's in the text. It's juicy, but it gets even juicier, okay? Because guess what? Everyone finds out that Zimri is cuckoo en la cabeza because he literally bodied every, he murked Basha's entire family. So now the army of Israel is actually like, hold on, we got someone who's actually, we, we, we got to control something here because th th this can't be, th we're not going to let this fly. So uh, um, Zimri, at the, towards the end of his seven day rule, so let's just say like day five, maybe, the army ends up trying to, to get him down, take him down. And eventually Zimri says, oh snap, they got the whole army against me? All right, the jig is up. He basically, I know that there's a movie for this, but basically Zimri's like, oh, I guess I gotta go. So he ends up going to his house, locking himself up and burning his house, which is the kingdom, burning the kingdom, his because his, he was the king with him inside. This dude's not right in his head. Uh, yeah, maybe he experienced a mania too. Loco. <laughs> Loco en la cabeza. Loco. So uh, let's dive into some scripture because that's a huge Game of Thrones moment if there ever yes. was one. So let's dive into uh, 1 Kings chapter 16, verses 16 and 19. And the troops who were encamped heard and said, Zimri has conspired and he has killed the king. Therefore, all Israel, oh, I forgot to say this. Ooh, all Israel made Omri, the commander of the army, king of Israel that day in the camp. High Tangi, not High Tangi. Omri is, was at the time of even um, uh, uh, Elah. He was the commander of the Israelite army, the Israel army up in the north. So because they knew that Zimri, they had to go deal with him, they put the commander, Omri, in charge. He was like, you're the uh, temporary king for now. Hold it down while we get rid of this guy, okay? So back into the scripture of First uh, King chapter 16, verse 17 now. So Omri went up from Gibbethon and all Israel with him, and they besieged Tirzah. And when Zimri saw that the city was taken, he went into the citadel of the king's house and burned the king's house over him with fire and died because of his sins that he committed doing evil in the sight of the Lord, walking in the way of Jeroboam and for his sin, which he committed making Israel to sin. Woo-hoo! Lord. Yes, I know. Clara, you seem like you're shocked. It's because I was shocked too. Every time I read it, I'm like, damn, this is, this is hot. Um, I mean, not hot in the good way. You know what I'm saying? Because Omri now has to be king. He has no kingdom, nothing. Everything's in shambles. I mean, everything is ashes. Could you imagine like- Starting over like that? Yeah, like Omri had his hands full. And not only that, here's some things to note. Israel didn't like Omri. They didn't like him because- of the state of affairs. 
it's almost like the people don't know what to like. It, it, it reminds me of um, kids who are in like kind of, you know, messed up homes. Mm. It's like, even if you take them out, like if you put them in foster care, you put them whatever, it's like, they have dealt with so much turbulence. They don't trust anyone at this point. Mm. So the people of Israel at this point are like not liking anybody. They don't even care that it's Omri, right? But not only that, he legit has no kingdom. There's nothing there. So that's another reason why they don't like him. And, and... That's all his fault, though. Like, how can they not like him because he got no kingdom? But here's the thing. There's another reason why they, they uh, don't, like, don't him. like him. It's a very petty reason. Ooh. And uh, it's because they actually want another king. They want someone else. Ooh. His name is Tibni. But I won't even spend too much time on him because the Bible doesn't even spend too much time on okay. him because Tibni ends up dying, like in a, this like not as eventful way point of the story is they're stuck with omri <laughs> like after like it's like what happened with andrew yang here in america mm. everyone wanted him to win and then he ended up like running and he was so lackluster i think that's what happened with tibney and then tibney ended up dying mm. so they're stuck with omri Psst. had to interrupt the show are you tired of not knowing what stocks to invest in or even where to begin then join the red panda stock club started by Ian Dunlap, or as we all like to call him, the master investor, or we know him from his contributions every week with Earn Your Leisure. There are a lot of people talking about investing, but none of them have the track record that Ian has, okay? The proof is in the pudding. He called to invest in Moderna at 43 in April of 2020, and it's currently at 408, which is an 820% return. Listen, once you join the Red Panda Stock Club, Here's what you'll get. The four best stocks to invest in long-term, the best entries on the planet, a year's worth of the best companies to invest in, the worst companies to stay away from, unlimited access to the Red Panda team for 365 days, and lastly, you also get a weekly meeting from Ian and the Red Panda family every Monday night at 9 p.m. Central after Market Mondays. Listen, are you tired of getting your ass handed to you in the market or simply want to learn where to begin to find all your tools that you'll need? Red Panda is the place for you. Go to joinredpanda.com and enter code BIBLE for 50% off for the first two weeks. After that, it goes up, guys. So take advantage. Please use it. Please use it. Use code BIBLE. Back to the show. Anywho, so Omri turned into a bad king, much like all of the kings of the north, because we've already discussed that the kings at this time from Israel, they were bad. They were no bueno, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and uh, I have a high tangy here that's actually kind of cool. I, I heard it from um, uh, the Bible recap. Archaeologists found a 9th century, 9th, 9th century BC obelisk. Do you know what an obelisk is? Mm-hmm. The, so for the people that don't know what an obelisk is, it's kind of like a monument, a four-sided monument that uh, was super prominent in ancient times, uh, especially among kings. It's a very famous one in Egypt. Oh yeah, exactly. They're 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 every they're I mean especially in ancient territory in ancient mm -hmm. areas. Uh, so archaeologists found a ninth century BC obelisk with. Um, uh, a friggin' with Omri's name on it. Ooh. Yes. Wow. He made it, made it. Oh, well, no, I don't you think it's kind of cool, Clara, that existence for biblical, historical people 
also exists outside of our source text. Yeah, of course. Like, Omri's name was on this ancient obelisk. Like, what? And not only that, right? It's Mm. a part of history. The Bible is cool! Ah! It's cool! The Bible is cool! Pick up your Bible! (sighs) It gets me so mad. Pick up your Bible, guys, please. I'm wearing a wig. I'm wearing a wig, guys. I'm wearing a wig and a rainbow dress and a butterfly necklace. The Bible is cool, okay? God. Claire, am I losing it? Am I losing it? No. God, I'm also hot. Anyways. um, Oh, oh, oh. Oh, This is so exciting. Okay, what camera do I look at? Claire, what Claire? Whatever you want. Okay, guys. Want to know what else is on that obelisk? Am I pronouncing that right? An obelisk? I guess. You asked me? (laughs) You're right. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I think it's called an obelisk. It's like obelisk, obelisk. Anyways, another name on that ninth century obelisk is also the king that succeeded Omri. Mm. King Ahab. Oh, Clara, put dramatic music here. Now, King Ahab. Oh, we all know about King Ahab. Real ones do. Real ones know. King Ahab was notoriously one of the worst kings of all time. Okay? But most notably, we know him because of his very famous wife, Queen Jezebel. You know Jezebel? Oh, you've mentioned her. Yeah. Hi, Tangie. I mentioned her because... Someone was hating on me in the comments mm. saying that I was like a soothsayer. Like, look at you. Look at what you wear. Oh, this guy was so annoying. He literally was like, oh, look at what you wear. How can you possibly be a Christian? You look like a modern day Jezebel. Oh, please. Oh, suck my d- Shut up. I don't want to hear. Don't call me. A- First of all, what kind of Christian are you calling another person a Jezebel? Like, it like. That is such an insult. It's not, not even an insult. That's like so offensive. Mm. If you know what the Queen Jezebel did, she literally like promoted people to worship other gods, to worship Baal mm. and like Asherah. Like this was not some, that's just such an insult. Like I said, you know how we were dividing? For a Christian, yeah. For a Christian, that's no, the worst thing you could say. I mean, she was a baddie probably, but I don't want to be bad. I want to be good. I want to be what? A Anyways, good baddie. I want to be a good baddie, a righteous baddie, a righteous fashion of a partner baddie. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, that, that, that's so cool that the the king that succeeded Omri was also on that obelisk, and there's so much written about King Ahab time. in the Bible. Ooh. But you have to stay tuned for next week's episode because now we're going to talk about. A little update on what's going on in Judah down south. I have a question before you move on. Oh, what's up? Oh, I forgot the name. Wait. Bash, Bash, Basha. 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 Did he die? Maybe you don't know. Or maybe it doesn't say. Yeah, Did he... he die before his son? Yes. Oh, so he didn't know that the prophecy became true because he died before someone else from his family died. Here's the thing. And I guess 
I guess Bible babes uh, chime in if you want, because I may be wrong. This is Brianda interpretation. I'm wrong all the time, right? But from my interpretation, I, I, I think that this is intentional. The fact that Asa, a more righteous king from Judah, spoke to Hanani, prophet Jehu's father, and they more or less said the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, except uh, Hanani ended up going to prison. And also he was more so saying what you're doing is wrong, whatever. He didn't really say your whole line is going to die out. He never said that. Um, with, with Basha and Jehu, that prophecy did a number on Basha, but Basha didn't imprison Jehu. That for me tells me that Basha wasn't as dumb as we think. He probably had information. Of course, remember the the beef that Basha had with Asa? Mm-hmm. He probably knows that there's power in what he's saying. Like I said, there's a reason why he didn't kill Jehu. He didn't put him in prison like Asa did. So I believe that he knows that his family's destiny is signed, sealed, delivered. Understood? Hmm. Uh, and again, that's just Brianda conjecture, but if you, like I said, I, I may be wrong, but that's just an inkling that I have. That's a good question though, Clara. Uh, he didn't get to see it fully, fully happen, but mm. I mean, his son died after two years. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was, it was a bad end for the dynasty or, or family or line bloodline or whatever, but I was just wondering whether he... He didn't get to see it, no. Yeah, he died yeah. before then. So but he knew. He knew about the threats, you know? And it ended... And here's the thing. Anything... Or not the threat. That was a prophecy. It was beyond a threat. Mm. Imagine threat times 100. That's what a prophecy is. Mm. And sometimes prophecies aren't that bleak, aren't that dark. Yeah, sometimes they're not bad. Like sometimes that. they're great prophecies, mm. right? The best one. The... Jesus Christ came and died for our sins so that you and I could live happily. A man sacrificed himself for all of us and his name was Jesus. That was prophesied. Um, yeah, carry that, on. Yeah, I will carry right on. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> um... I love it when you say carry on. I wish that was a soundbite of Clara saying carry on. Carry on. We can. <laughs> we should. We can record it and literally make we it a sound effect. We carry should. on. Or anytime I'm rambling. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Like a drop. Like the, you know, these um, memes that are on Instagram now of dogs or cats just pressing buttons. Yes. Like carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Every time you see me going on a tangent, carry, Brie, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, oh God, I wish like people who watched the Poor Minds episode, they were probably like, Brie, carry on. Skip, 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 skip. skip. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I think I broke a nail. Moving away from Israel in the north. Now we're going to hop into some Judah in the South Tea. Now, like I said at the top of the episode, Asa, who was the king of Judah at the time, had died of a foot disease. Now let's hop into some scripture because I think we all need some context. A foot disease. All right. We're going to go to 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 12. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa was diseased in his feet 
and his disease became severe. Yet even in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but sought help from physicians. Ooh, let's stop here for a minute. Wait, so now going to the doctor is a problem? Uh, is that what you got from that? Yeah. Uh, Isn't no. a physician un médico? Sí. Pero digo, leyendo eso, that's what you get? Yeah. Let's, let's read it again for you. Okay. In the 39th year, 39 years, Asa, that's definitely not two years, right? 39 is a good amount. Um, uh, in the 39th year of his reign, Asa was diseased in his feet, and his disease became severe. Yet even in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but sought help from physicians. So you get, well, what's wrong with seeking help from a physician? Is that what you get? Yeah. So let me let me hop in here. No, no, no. What's wrong getting, like, I understand that from a religious perspective, you still have to pray. But I don't see anything wrong with going to the doctor. Can I go, go. tap in? Cool. So remember from last week when I had said that the last half of Ace's life was not in aligned with the Lord and that uh, uh, he fell after having such after having such a good like a uh, string of uh, righteous years Um Remember when he did that block when he did that blockade switcheroo with Basha? He ended mm -hmm. up doing the same thing Basha was going to do to him, to his own people. That kind of wrongness. Mm -hmm. Remember, I said that even in his last days, he never repented for that. He never. I think that that verse is more so uh, giving us insight into what his life, what the last days of his life was like, and how. Remember I called last week, I called it depression because anytime I'm away from the Lord now, once I, once you're a believer, once, once listen, it's like the bell that can't be unrung. Once you're a believer, it's really, and believe, believe. Like it's a, it's a different kind of, ugh, believers know what I'm talking about. Once you feel it, once you really feel God's sovereignty, you really can't unsee it or unfeel it. Okay. That's why I was saying Asa had to have been depressed. I think that's indicative or it further confirms to me just how far and depressed Asa was. He was going to physicians and not the Lord, someone who provided you with so much, someone who gave you so much as a king. You're not even going to, for a foot disease, you're not going to go to the Lord. You're going to entrust your health on that of a man and not God. A hundred percent, I would. But again, I'm not religious, so I don't know what I'm talking. And this is where we differ, kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like I feel like we're never. That's something that we're, we're probably not going to see. In like, life. but also, it still doesn't make sense to me. Like, let's say uh, your um, shoe broke, and instead of going to the shoemaker, are you going to pray for the Lord to fix your hey. shoe? Well, but wait, 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 wait. We also got to stop separating physicians and the Lord. The Lord gave those physicians That's what I'm saying. everything that they have. That's what I'm saying. So a, a shoemaker, the Lord gave shoemaker the skills to be a good shoemaker in town, right? If your shoe broke, you bring it to the shoemaker instead of praying to the Lord, oh, fix my shoe. If my food broke, what's wrong with going to the doctor who's according to you, not you, Brianna, but like you, like um, religious, you know, like people that believe in God, his skills were given by God. Yeah, but I'll tell you the difference. And the difference, if, if anyone's ever had someone that's sick, this will probably make, it'll probably land someone you love or someone you care about who's been sick. 
those machines and those intelligent, clean men in scrubs, doctors, right, or whatever, they're not going to give you uh, hope and faith like a belief in a higher power is. And a lot of the times when you're in those predicaments, there's only so much that uh, uh, science will comfort you with and medicine will comfort you with. Uh, maybe someone's not looking for comfort. Maybe they're looking for answers. Maybe they're looking for solutions. Maybe all of that can be found in one phone call, in one in one uh, uh, prayer. Like I don't think it's um, how do you how do I say this? If you're too reliant on the machines and on the pedigree and on whatever, you're limiting the vast expanse that the Lord can give. The Lord can literally do anything. I can't say that, man can't do that. No, the best doctors in the world can't do that. I've seen the Lord put mir do miracles on people in certain predicaments. Science can't do that. Like I've seen, sci I've seen doctors look at miracles and like, be like, I have no idea how that happened. Have you not heard of these things? You I've think had, that's but science? I think that it's science that ha like there are so yeah. many things that science still hasn't found out and hasn't still, answered. Yeah, you're like, right. That's one of these. Whenever this happens to me, it's this. It's like oh, it's probably one of these things that science doesn't know yet. It's just like Ooh, they think girl. it has worked out, but in a hundred years time, it's like oh, they thought it was a miracle, and like the same way we now think things. That is the Lord. And I guess that's where we differ. We, you know, think different. Because I still think that if I'm sick, I'm going to the doctor. I'm not you really crying. think? Hey, listen, I bet you if Asa had hit up the Lord, poof, his foot yeah, fungus would have been gone. That's not fair. Because how many people nowadays suffer from cancer or suffer from like big, like, traumatic you know like and they of course. probably are believers I'm and only, they probably, i was teasing i was doing a little bit there i'm teasing i'm teasing we already know that i know that you're not saying oh let's just pray and not go to the doctor no, but, like i know that for you is like an overall thing that you know like you have to do both no when it comes to when it comes to serious shit you still have to go to the doctor but for you you still have to pray it's like you do both you do both yeah that's for what me saying. it's like i don't see for there the lord created these intelligent beings that are able to do these things that the majority of the world cannot do yeah i know that's that's what how i understand it from your perspective yes like, just don't forget god that's what you're saying. Never. Like, don't focus on the science don't, and, and forget the prayer. But I'm only being, I'm following, I'm, I'm falling in line with my faith work. I'm being consistent. Like I would never put so much faith in man. I would never put more faith in man than God. It's, I literally can't do it. It doesn't compute. Maybe it's so, because I don't believe in it. No, mommy, it is exactly that. It's because um, there's, a, there's a part of you that hits a wall the moment that I say the Lord is sovereign and powerful and able to transform any circumstance, I feel like that understanding can only make sense to someone who believes. 
Of course. Yeah. Or, or um, it's almost like unsayable even, that, that, that idea. I don't even need to say it for a mm. believer to understand. Mm. Uh, but like I said, I have many years under my belt of not believing. And I know that you're definitely not going to get a non-believer to unbelieve by repeating the same things. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I can say for anyone who is on the fence or a little bit leaning, leaning more in between Clara and me, you're leaning more maybe a little bit towards me. If, any, if anyone's on that side, this is for you. Read the text and read the text again. That's all I have to say. Don't part from your studies. Don't part from your devotional hours. Now, if you are on the spectrum of Clara and Brianda closer to Clara's side of things, I would keep watching Bible stories, keep listening to Bible stories, the Bible recap as well. And also uh, pay attention to when Clara asks questions and when I rebuttal, like not to say that we are the smartest in our <laughs> camps, no, but, but it it's up. definitely a starting point. Food for thought. Yeah, food for thought. Whether you're closer to her camp or closer to mine, it's still valid and um, it could change. Open yourself up to change. Even as an atheist, I was opening myself up to change. That's the best part of being, uh, I think any, I'm not calling myself an intellectual, but the best orators, the best speakers, what makes them the best? Because they're able and willing to be wrong in any given moment. True. You know? True. So anyways, wow, that was a long tangent. We got to get, we got to go. We got to go, guys. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. But that was great, Clara. Great job, Clara. Oh, I love Clara. Comments for Clara. How much we love Clara in the comments because she's so great and she edits these episodes. She's so great. <laughs> love Clara. We love Clara so much. Team Clara. Mm. Now that the foot fungus is out of the way, I know you're probably wondering. Well, who succeeded Asa? And I've got the answer for you. Well, the Bible has the answer. His son, Jehoshaphat. Clara, spell it out for the people. Jehoshaphat. <laughs> uh, his son, Jehoshaphat, whose heart was aligned with the Lord. Uh, we know. Clara, every time you eye roll, I just want to throw my shoe at you. Ah! <laughs> There's a stranger in my house, and that stranger <laughs> is an atheist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we love you too. You're welcome in the house. <laughs> okay, anyways, Jehoshaphat is next in line, and everybody loved him. Everybody loved him. We love Jehoshaphat so much. The people of Judah were obsessed with him. They had like, I'm talking about just like, they would throw gold at him, stuff. They just loved him, okay? Now, I wanted to hop back into scripture so that we can, I can really uh, uh, um, tie a bow around how much the region of Judah loved Jehoshaphat. Second Chronicles chapter 17, verse 6. And all Judah brought tribute to Jehoshaphat, and he had great riches and honor. His heart was courageous in the ways of the Lord. And furthermore, he took the high places and the ashram out of Judah. Let me just read that one more time. Verse 6. It's so good. His heart was courageous in the ways of the Lord. Oh. That was so good. And furthermore, he took the high places of Asherim out of Judah. So uh, by, by that sentence, he took all of those unwanted temples from Ray Ray's era, Ray Ray's time. Like he took, he took them all out. 
He got rid of them. And Matt, hi, Tangie. Like the Confederate statues, the, mm. the Confederate people. Yeah. Out of them. Get them out of here. Get those Confederate statues. Ah, pa fuera. We don't need you in this America. Anyways, that's what Jehoshaphat was saying. He took them all out. What else did he do? He also uh, began sending people out to teach about Yahweh's plans. You guys, how important is that? This is for the first time we see a king um, see value in the, the Yahweh's, uh, Yahweh's div divine law, Yahweh being God, the Lord. That's his personal name for those of you who are just tuning in. Uh, uh, he, I just, I, when I read this scripture in Second Chronicles, the fact that Jehoshaphat even had the foresight to send almost like disciples out to teach, uh, uh, but what, what? Sorry. What? <laughs> the hair. Okay. okay. So sorry. I just, I have you on this camera fixed because it's the only angle that you can barely see it, but I need to switch at some time. And We're not editing this part out because I had to fix my hair. Thank you, Clara, for that. <laughs> but anywho, Jehoshaphat ends up sending out like almost like missionaries and stuff, but like the most pure form of missionaries to teach the actual word. He probably had like a very involved orientation, I'm sure. The people really loved him. Let's hop into some scripture to, to describe just what Jehoshaphat had in mind. Mm -hmm. Second Chronicles chapter 17, verses seven and nine. In the third year of his reign, he sent his officials, Benhel, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nathaniel and Micaiah to teach in the cities of Judah, and with them the Levites, the Shemai, Nathaniel. These names are gonna be the death of me. Uh, Zebediah, Ashahel, Shemaramoth, Johanan. Do any Jewish men want to date me and teach me about these names? Um, Adonijah. Oh, Adonijah. Hello, uh, Tobijah, and. You know what, Clara? Just fast forward to that whole thing. I'm not getting these names, guys. Anyways, uh, verse 9 of Second Chronicles chapter 17. And they taught in Judah, having the book of the law of the Lord with them. They went about through all the cities of Judah and taught among the people. I think a really important part of that was having the book of the law of the Lord with them, meaning there was going to be very little for them to like start finessing stuff like, no, 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 no. They're keeping it by the book. Mm -hmm. Literally, they're the orators of that book. If the book had an audible back in the BC era, that's what was going on. I thought that was so cool. Like, I don't know. The fact that they did this and were able to successfully do this guess what? Enemy lands started seeing this and being like, what? This king is so adored by his people, so much so that his own people are willingly going out and teaching the word. Okay, wait, that's crazy. So you know what these enemy territories did? Copy. Worse, more pathetic. The enemy lands go up to Jehoshaphat in Judah. And they're like, they bring them treasures. They bring them stuff. They bring them gold. They go, hello, hey there. You know what? You know what? Neighboring country, enemy country, enemy country goes up to 
Jehoshaphat and his people? Who? The Philistines. Do y'all remember the Philistines? Clara? No? Do you remember the kinda, Philistines? Kind of. Who was from the Philistines? Leave a comment. Do, 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 do. Goliath. Oh, David and enemy. Goliath. Yes, enemy. Yes. They, I'm talking about like generational beef. Yeah. So the Philistines end up coming up to Jehoshaphat, bringing them goods and treasures. Like, hello, hey, hey, what's going on over here? I, you know what? I know we have a history, but I just want to let you know that your Lord got to be real. I mean, look at this. Look at, look at, look at, look at all this. Like, this is what I'm saying. Now, if enemy land are approaching you and coming up to you like this, you know that ain't got nothing to do with Jehoshaphat. That ain't got nothing to do with Judah. That ain't got nothing to do with those disciples. But everything to do with our sovereign Lord. Because our sovereign Lord not only transforms those that walk with him, the hearts of those that walk with him, the Lord transforms the hearts of enemies too. Hmm. Now, what I will say here, and this could be contested, you know, again, this is Bible stories with Brianda. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I don't believe that the enemy's hearts were transformed. <laughs> like, I don't think these people were like. They're pretending, probably. Maybe pretending. Stay tuned for next week's episode. But uh, oh, I think at this point in the game, I just quite literally think that they're afraid and desperate and want to make sure that their bases are covered. Mm. Not in the fear like, oh, we fear, now we believe in Yahweh too. I just... Uh, Let's save our territory a war. Exactly, more. exactly. So though that doesn't take away from the Lord's sovereign power, it just gives you some perspective here that let's also... Uh, the Bible has been known to be quite uh, rough around the... Raw. It's not a fairy tale the way people like to say... Ugh, I saw a poor mind's comment that was like, oh, she can be entitled to her fairy tales. How? Ugh. Ugh. Wow. Fairy tales. What part of this book is a fairy tale? That was probably an atheist. That sounds like an atheist, though. That sounds like a hating ass hoe, is yeah. what that sounds like. A hating atheist, though. <laughs> that a sounds lot of like a hating ass hoe yeah. atheist. <laughs> atheist of- edition. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you can be an atheist and not a hater. I'm an atheist and, and not a hater, no hater exactly. but I know that a lot of atheists mean like, oh, like whatever stories they tell in the Bible, like they just like favorite tales or whatever. But then yeah. I wonder how much do they know about the Bible? <gasps> huh, Clara, ding, ding, ding. So many uh, people, even Christians, haven't even... Haven't read enough of the Bible. Haven't but you also have it. to have a bad, a lot have. Also, a you, lot you have, have to have a, a, a unkind heart because I never read the Bible in my life. I was raised as an atheist, and I've told you many times before. I was kind of mad at my mom. It's like, dude, there's a part of general culture here that like it wouldn't kill me to know. But I never hated like that on a believer. Like, oh, fairy tale death. Like whatever, do you? Like, you're not hurting me by believing in that. So hey, you man, have to have a non-kind But heart. to bring it back to what we were talking about, Clara, like, these are people that, like the Philistines, maybe they do believe that it's a, it's a fairy tale. It's where, either, either way, these people are showering God's people. And that is an act of transformation of some sort. Sure. You know? The enemy's fear... 
whatever the root of it is, it's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to look at the Lord, fear the, fear the Lord, follow the commandments, be a good person, be good to my neighbor, be a good mom one day, a good wife. Like that's my, that's my, I'm, I'm worried about what's happening on my side of the yeah, street, you know, for you to focus there. Exactly. I don't have time to focus on enemies fears, True. but we can study them on Bible stories with Brianda. Anywho, uh, let me give you guys some scripture. Let's give you some scripture. Yeah, why don't we give the kids some scripture about the enemy territory giving Judah treasures and gifts. Second Chronicles chapter 17, verses 10 to 11. And the fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the lands that were around Judah, and they made no war against Jehoshaphat. Some of the Philistines brought Jehoshaphat presents and silver for tribute, and the Arabians also brought him 7,700 rams and 7,700 goats. Not the goats! Like, they're giving them so much. The goats? Wow. I mean, listen, that's incredible. Making enemies fear you is really powerful. <laughs> Hate me. Hate me, I dare you, because the one that matters loves me and protects me and protects those that I love. And protects, I, I mean, I like to think that he protects those that I don't love too. Of course. I mean, that, it would only make sense. Otherwise, everything else that you said would, doesn't oh. make sense. I guess you're right. Wow, the Lord really does transform us. I used to be such a shitty person. I used to be really vindictive and like, oh, if that person did something wrong to me or something wrong to someone I love. Wow. Go to hell. I used to, used to be this way. Used yeah. to be, used to be. That, I'm surprised because you're... Definitely like I'm I'm not this way now. Like the opposite almost. The Lord transforms Clara. I'm telling you. I it, I it really and I and it's not something that I notice as I'm doing. It's like after years past, like, whoa, I haven't had a negative thought like that in a really long time. You know? Good. We have spent the last several minutes talking about how amazing Jehoshaphat was, right? All these presents, all these exaltations. But do you think Jehoshaphat keeps this up? If so, for how long? I guess you're going to have to stay tuned to Bible Stories with Brianda for next week's episode to find out. Moral of the story is, the Lord's sovereignty covers all of us. Like a holy insurance company. Only you and your enemies share the same policy. And this week we read in 2 Chronicles that enemy lands came to Judah with their armor down and hospitality up. Chapter 17 said that the fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the lands that were around Judah, and they made no war against Jehoshaphat. Now, do you think this fear meant that the Philistines were growing closer to Yahweh? Hmm. I got my money on no, but that's besides the point. The Lord has the power, the sovereign power, to transform not only the hearts of his children, but also the hearts of his enemies, or those that may otherwise pose a threat to his children. Are they his enemies too? Either way, under his spiritual health insurance, you pay zero dollars out of pocket because it's already been paid in full. Uh, Jesus! <laughs> no deductibles, okay? It's premium gold tier coverage of unrelenting love and protection. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? 
Ooh. <gasps> hey, Father. How'd I do? Oh, that makes me so thrilled. I look like who? Mariah. Mariah circa what? 2000s fantasy. I'm into it, Father. Thank you. Uh, anyways, he loves you. See you next week.